This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2138. What a Clogged Sink Taught Me About Minimalism by Rose Lounsbury of roselounsbury.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. Now let's jump right into our next article and continue optimizing your life. What a Clogged Sink Taught Me About Minimalism by Rose Lounsbury of roselounsbury.com. Last summer, we had our downstairs bathroom redone, which was wonderful, except for the fact that it meant everyone had to use the upstairs bathroom for a time. The upstairs bathroom is my space. It is tiny, built into the eaves of the house, right off our master bedroom. The shower is so small that my husband refuses to use it and jokes that the easiest way to get clean in there is to attach scrub brushes to the wall and turn in a circle. I've never minded the smallness of this bathroom, especially because it means that I get to have it all to myself. Until last summer, that is. Once all five of us were forced into the bathroom, I noticed things I hadn't before, like the sink. What's wrong with this sink, Josh asked. It takes forever to drain. Yeah, it's kind of slow, I admitted. I'd always known the sink was slow, but I hadn't realized how bad it had become until I shared this space with my family. Literally, you cannot run the water for more than two seconds without it backing up. Since I'd gotten so used to this, I'd learned to wash my hands and brush my teeth, with microscopic amounts of water. While this was certainly good for the environment and our water bill, it proved very frustrating to the rest of my family. By day three of the upstairs bathroom project, Josh had had enough. That's it, I'm getting the pipe snake, he declared. Now, my husband does not use tools very often, and by not very often, I mean if I came home to find him holding a hammer, I'd suspect a terrorist was hiding somewhere in our house and had told Josh he'd blow the place unless Josh got to fix it. The pipe snake declaration was serious. I'll spare you the sordid details, but what Josh pulled from the drain resembled the decayed remains of an extended family of dark-haired rats. We both gagged in equal parts disgust and awe as he pulled clump after hairy clump from the pipes. I was proud of my husband that day, not just for his burgeoning handyman skills, but for his ability to recognize a problem and take the proper steps, no matter how annoying, to resolve it. Over the next few days, I brushed my teeth and watched awestruck as my spittle swirled swiftly down the drain. I washed my hands without creating soap scum buildup. I even rinsed out sponges to glory. Because here's the thing. I had gotten so used to my ineffective system that I no longer noticed it. It wasn't until the problem was fixed that I realized how inconvenient it had been. I think this relates to clutter. My clients often say some version of, I feel so much better after our sessions. I think this is because we are often unaware of how burdensome our clutter is while we are living in it. Strange as it sounds, it's easy to get used to pawing through a basket of old receipts and mateless mittens to find your keys or cell phone. It can become normal to move old newspapers and half-completed craft projects from the table in order to eat dinner. We can get very acclimated to stepping over piles of shoes and toys to hang up coats. 
but it's never actually easy. And it absorbs our time, energy, and creativity to live this way. When I started minimizing the clutter in my home, the immediate benefit was not the way my home looked, but the way I felt in my home. I could breathe, I could think, I could sit down on my couch and relax. I'd forgotten about this until I found myself staring in wonder at water draining miraculously down my bathroom sink. When Josh helped me eliminate the clutter, every hairy, soapy, gooey clump of it from our sink, my life got easier. My mornings functioned better, I was able to get ready easier. Cleaning the sink was less of a chore. It was a simple fix, but made a big difference to the quality of my days. Eliminating our clutter can have the same effect. Imagine how your life would feel if you could open a closet and see only the clothes you love to wear. Consider how much easier it would be to clean your house if you didn't spend hours putting everything away first. Visualize cooking in a kitchen where you have just what you need exactly within your reach. This is how it is to live a simple, decluttered life. Because no matter whether you're dealing with a slow sink or a stuffed closet, eliminating excess is the easiest way to start living an easier, less stressful life. You just listened to the post titled, What a Clogged Sink Taught Me About Minimalism by Rose Lounsbury of roselounsbury.com. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com old. Masterclass.com slash old. Thank you to Rose for the Minimalist Monday post. Just like everything flows better when you unclog the sink, everything seems to flow better when we have less clutter lying around, or even in our heads. When my brain is feeling extra cluttery or full, maybe because there's a lot going on or I haven't been organized by putting things in a calendar, or when my mind is going in circles, decluttering my mind can even go a really long way to make things flow better. I've mentioned it on the show before, one of my favorite ways to declutter the mind is to simply do a brain dump where you don't stop writing until you fill a page with words, anything and everything that pops into your head. And once that's done, it feels like I just decluttered a house. It's a great feeling. So I think this applies to many different areas, not even just physical clutter. It can probably even be applicable to clutter in your cell phone with apps and pictures. Things can flow so much better after a little bit of simplification. So what I'd encourage is, yes, definitely think about that physical clutter or even the clogged sink. But if you're not in the mood or you've been listening to a bunch of minimalist Monday posts here and are already doing well with physical clutter, maybe consider digital clutter 
like on your phone or especially computer. And then mind clutter. There's always room for us to improve our lives and doing a quick check can go a long way. So think about that today, a nice way to start the week. And thank you for being here and listening to me and for subscribing to the show. And I'll be back tomorrow reading to you where your optimal life awaits.